0: hey this is carrie from wrap your head around silks this is the expecting aerialist podcast how's it going guys hope you had a wonderful easter weekend Before we get started in the show notes, there is a link to what I have been working on. There's going to be a three-part video series called Aerial Rehab, helping us get back into the air after a long break in injury, surgery, or a pregnancy. So check that out if you want to uh, sign up to receive that in your inbox, and Today, we have Brenda Hamilton. She recently choreographed the aerial for Carrie Underwood's performance on the Country Music Awards. And she's also the choreographer for Reflections, the Carrie Underwood Vegas residency that comes back and you could get tickets for May. So Brenda is an old friend of mine and she she's just in this amazing position right now doing this awesome gig let's get started everyone this is brenda hamilton i've actually known brenda for years and years and years and years back when i was still a dancer and you were already um working with tanya my other very good friend and brenda's aerial partner
1: yeah it's been yeah. a long time
0: it's a how long, long time. have you been in the air Brenda,
1: You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about that. It's been at least 15 years, but I want to say maybe 17. I don't know. I could be lying, but it's it's been been a minute.
0: No, I think that's probably correct because I started Ariel in 2007. And I feel like you, I saw you in the air on gigs where I was just dancing. Like we did this job. I don't know if you remember me from this, but we did this job called Asia Entertainment. Do you oh remember my this? Gosh,
1: so long ago.
0: Yeah. And Johanna, <laughs> and Johanna, and I can't and I butcher her last name every single time I try to say it. Johanna Sapaki? Yes. Yeah. That, that. Y- you guys were on that. I don't know if Tanya was on it, but I was, I hadn't even like dipped my toe in the circus world yet.
1: Right. So I was like, oh, what they're doing is so cool. Isn't it crazy? And now
0: you're it doing is. it. And now I'm doing it. And, and, and it's been also, you know, a long time right? 13, 14 years for me. So, okay, so
1: yeah, it has been that long because yeah, it's okay.
0: it's been a long time. And and Brenda, um, you know, I'm 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 very close friends with Tanya, her partner. So when this was kind of brewing the Carrie Underwood gig, I was hearing about it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so exciting! It's it's just another. Like huge mainstream performer besides Pink, right? Wanting Ariel in the show and it being such a big part of their of their um, you know presentation, it was just the coolest thing because she's never had. Well, I,
1: th- I think she has dancers in like a video or maybe a one off performance, but she's never had dancers or aerialists or anything in any of her live shows. And you know, it's always just her and the band. So to do something like this was like a huge step for them
0: to take. Yeah. Uh, I so mean, cool. I've heard about I've heard about this a long time where she just, you know, she does her tours by herself usually. Right. Back in 20 uh, 2009 I danced for her for the American Music Awards. Oh, you did That's so cool. I did. I don't know if you <laughs> so remember Kati Jean, the yes, choreographer. Yes, of course I remember her, yes. And then Raj Kapoor, who is now the executive producer of, of Grammys yes, right. overall. Um, but yeah, she never had dancers and aerialists on tour with her. And so what, what the gig actually was, we're kind of talking about the CMT Awards, which just happened. Right. Because that was more like... I think more people saw it, but Brenda, you got signed onto the project to do the Vegas residency. Right. Reflections. Reflections. So tell us how this, how this happened. How did you get this gig?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, um, Barry, I don't know if you know who Barry is, but Barry Lather is, um, Carrie's creative director. And I've known Barry since I was in high school. He married one of the girls from our hometown dance studio, like crazy. Like I've known him for like 30 years, dude, like oh, wow. for a really long time. Um, but then we didn't talk for many, many, many years. And then gosh, maybe 12, 13 years ago, we reconnected because I was doing aerial and we worked on the CMTs together, um, country music too, but it was with another artist and we just reconnected and we we're like, Oh my gosh, how are you know? doing? Ever since then we've just been working together, anytime he needs any aerial in any of his shows or, you know, anything he's working on, he would reach out to me. And usually, you know, sometimes it'd be for something that I wasn't going to perform on, but usually I was performing. Um, and then this time he reached out to me In it was still pandemic times. And he was like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> in November. And I was like, I don't know. Cause the world shut down. But, um, you know, he was telling me that he had this project coming up and, um you know slowly but surely i found out what it was and um you know it was really exciting and you know we were looking for different aerialists who could also dance and you know talking about about performing and all this stuff and and then i just thought Sigh. i want to i've been, i've been wanting to choreograph and do exactly what i'm doing right now on this show and the cmts for like the last 10 years it's been my goal so it's been you know slow moving is this ever going to happen, this transition that I want to make? Um, you know, I, I wasn't so sure. But then, you know, through conversation with Barry, I just asked. <laughs> I said, you know, I I said, um, you know, I'd really like to be considered to be the aerial choreographer and coordinator for this job. And I, I emailed it to him. And then I was like, you know, seemed really normal when I emailed it. And then I sent it off. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, did I just do that? Like, I just literally asked for you know, this position.
0: (laughs) And, Um, and there wasn't, did did he say he wanted Ariel in it or you brought the idea No, 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 He
1: had said that he wanted, it was his idea to bring Ariel on board because, um, you know, as, as her creative director, he's been with her, I think for like seven or eight years now, he, he does everything for her, you know, unless it's something like the Grammys where Raj is directing it, um, all the stage stuff he's, he's, you know in charge of the concept and creation and he's a genius he's an absolutely genius um but he had thought you know when they decided to do this vegas residency that is vegas like you need to up the ante a bit right and like let's bring in dancers and let's bring in aerialists and like let's add some you know some more layers to her already incredible voice. Right. So he, it was his, all his idea. So he reached out to me and said that he, you know, wanted to incorporate Ariel into the show. And we started talking about that and what that would mean and how many numbers and things like that. And as we were discussing it, that's when I thought, Oh geez, I really, (coughs) I really want to be on the other side of this, you know? Um, So that's when I asked him um, if, you know, I, I, I said, I basically said, this is what I would like to do. In, on this project. Um, and so he wrote back and asked for my reel. We, he presented it to the man, upper management, you know, and, you know, we'd also, he, he, he said, you know, it's not like he's just pulling a friend into, into a project. It's something we've worked together for 12 plus years, you know, and he knows my capabilities and, you know, basically he pitched me and
0: um, it happened like that, these that, that night or the next day. He's like, okay, we'll do it. Oh my God. And you know what, you know what, Brenda, like the thoughts that I was having when like Tanya was telling me kind of like, this is happening, this is brewing. I was just so happy for you and proud of you, even though kind of like, I hadn't hadn't talked to you, but (laughs) because you, you know, when people end up getting gigs and they, I don't want to say they don't deserve it, but you so deserve it. You know what I'm saying? You've been in it for so long and you've done your time. Thank you so much. I, yeah. I think that's one of the things that, you know,
1: aside from finding myself in this position, which is just extraordinary, I um, what surprised me the most about it is the the support that I've received from everybody in the community. Oh, I love you it. You know, because sometimes you hear, you know, there's there's not always kind words towards people. Um, right. Sometimes, you know, d- depending. Right. <laughs> but um, I've, I've received nothing, unless there's something I don't know about. You know, um, I've received nothing but support from everyone in this community and like really like genuine support and happiness. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like that's, you know, ultimately the way it should be is that we're all happy for each other in our success and our growth and opportunities, you know, and, um, speaking of Johanna Sapaki, we had talked about this years ago, you know, and she said, we were just talking about how there's so much, there's room for everybody to succeed. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, um, and I said, it's, the, you know, it's the whole country. There's, there's opportunity. She said, Brenda, it's the whole world, <laughs> you know, there's, and, and I guess what I'm saying is I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I've, I've just been really touched by how cool and supportive and happy everyone's been, you know? Yeah. I well, mean,
0: speaking of Johanna, like, again, one of the same, same thought I had when, For the Super Bowl, she had choreographed the poll for for J-Lo. And it's one of these things where for the people out there who are looking at people like you and me, like, how do you get how do you walk this labyrinth of this industry and actually end up being in these positions? I really, truly believe it is the marriage of the exact right moment of opportunity coming together with preparedness. It is. You're right. It is absolutely. Well, and then networking because it's every single time I ask this question, like how exactly did you get in this position? It's roughly the same answer of I've been cultivating this relationship with this person for a long time. There's right. never really a, there's gotta be a trust there first because it's a lot of money going into these shows.
1: Right. And and, and it's a huge risk to add something like, you know, And the truth is you could be the most talented person in the world, but if somebody doesn't give you an opportunity, you don't, you don't get to do it. Right. So like, it's, it's such, like you said, it's such a, somebody needs to take a chance on you. You know, somebody needs to give you that opportunity and you have to also, like you said, be ready for it. And, you know, like, I've been working my entire life towards something like this. You know, Johanna, my God, I've never met another dancer aerialist who works as hard as she does. Like she deserves every second of what you know, every opportunity or every success that she gets. Um, and so many of my so many of my friends, you know, we work so hard, and, and I think that sometimes people don't know that in and out work you know every single day (laughs) how much work and years and years and like you said cultivating relationship and trust and um tenacity you know like the the willingness to keep going um even when things aren't flying high You
0: you know the other thing that I always noticed about you and Tanya because you guys um came before me when it comes to just Training and getting your foot indoors and stuff like that. What I was always impressed with is is that you guys ended up, I think, because you had to, being on so many different apparatuses. Like <laughs> right. you guys have acts on everything I can think of. A part of being ready for that is putting the time in on every single one of these apparatuses because. For sure, that's why it takes so long. I think because when you start out, you're like a silks person, right? Or you're a hoop person, and then it takes years to get proficient at that. And you're like, oh shit, there's like eight different apparatuses, right? Right.
1: I mean, and some of it translates over, right? But it is definitely right. they're different beasts for sure, And you know. And I think that's what's. It's so different about what we do from traditional circus. You know, when I, when I first started this, there weren't a lot of aerialists yet, you know, there were, but it was very circus based, you know, and a lot of those people that I met early on in my career had one act, like they did their silks act, you know, they did this and they've been doing it for 10 years and it's polished and amazing, but that's what they do, you know, and, and for me and Tanya and everybody, you know, for me particularly, like I think of myself more as a, a, a dance aerialist, you know, like a dancer in the air, like bringing mm-hmm. aerial dance, I guess, you know, but then circus, because that flow and then using different shapes and different apparatuses to me just felt natural, you know, because you have a different song, you're not going to use the same apparatus creatively,
0: right? Um uh, I have not seen the reflections uh, show yet. I did see the Grammys. Um, sorry, Grammys. CMT Awards. Per, and the, it looks like you had silks and hammock. But for the reflections, can you talk a little bit about the creative process and what choices were made and why? And wow, all um, of that. Yeah. Uh,
1: well. Barry, again, is the creative director, right? So everything comes through him and is born initially from him. And then he, you know, would say to me, these are the songs that are are going to have Ariel in them. You know, this is what I'm thinking we want to have. Like, there's three Ariel numbers. Um, The show is amazing, by the way. It's ridiculous. Like, (laughs) it's so good. The the entire show, not just the Ariel stuff. It's, it's, it's. The production value is insane um but he he would say you know at the end there's this big waterfall this big water wall and we want it to look watery we want you know i'm thinking silks because it's smooth and watery so like that was pretty set from the beginning um oh my god and then there's a song blown away which is um you know for anyone not familiar with carrie's music this one's you know very stormy and big and, you know, they were thinking, um, they often have like wind and tornadoes and, you know, and, 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 images for this song. So the idea was to have aerial spirals in the air, um, that would look like tornadoes right up in the sky. And, um, you know, when I first took on this job, I was thinking, yes, I'm going to be the aerial coordinator and choreographer and I'm just going to create and I'm going to, you know, and, and the truth is, is that there's so much, as as you probably know, there's so much work on the other side, safety and um, getting the apparatuses approved and certified. And, you know, like there's, there's so much more than you would ever imagine. And so we got caught up in, you know, one, finding somebody who could create this because it's very hard to bend the metal. Um, two, you know, could we get it certified in time? Three, the longevity, you know, like it was like this. And so I was doing all this research on these, on these spirals. I spent so long, Carrie, I can't tell you, like trying to find this and find somebody who can make it in time and and can we get it approved? And and then it was like, this isn't going to happen. Like we need to find another idea. You know, so then we were thinking: should we use these spheres? It's 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 really a process of like what's going to work visually and also be safe.
0: Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot
1: of time to have the the apparatuses fabricated and put through the inspection process. like it's hardcore. It's not like you just build something and put it up in the air. It has to last for years and, and keep aerialists safe, right? So you need to right. make sure it's certified. So like we just kept running into <laughs> – we had probably three or four different apparatuses that, you know, we were trying to, to have done. And then it has to go through different approvals. And and, it, and we ended up using Hoop. And I was like, like dude, who, who? <laughs> Hoop is my least favorite, least proficient <laughs> apparatus. I was pooping my pants because I was like, "Oh my god, how am I going to make like it's a lot of pressure? It's a big show. How am I going to make a hoop yeah.
0: cool? I'm not cool on hoop, you know." Okay, sorry, Brenda, but you're cool on all of it. Uh, I understand what you're saying because hoop is not my jam. primary. It's not my. Jam- <laughs> it's not my jammiest jam, but. There's, I've seen um, what you did on that hoop act, and it's gorgeous. Oh, but that, the, the thing, though, I
1: think what happened is because <sighs> hoop is my least—you know—I I have I go through cycles with the apparatuses, but like it's at that particular point, it was my least favorite apparatus, and I was like, really, like. I kept trying to pitch different apparatuses, even though it was already chosen because I was like, I don't want to do hoop, you know? Um, But I think because I felt that way about it, I had to put more time and more creativity into it because it wasn't something that was in my comfort zone. And then what happened is it turned out so good. It's my favorite number in the whole show. Oh my God, I love it. Which was really cool.
0: But Um, did it go through your mind that you were like, how many hours I spent researching, like how to bend steel into a spiral and they end up using a hoop, which is.
1: Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was was hard, you know, and it was the first time I had gone through something like that, where, you know, there's so many, there's time constraints and there's like, also we were just coming out of the pandemic. And I thought, I don't know, like for me, my work ethic is very strong. So if somebody calls me, I'm going to call them back right away you know and I wasn't getting I wasn't getting answers from people and I wasn't getting phone calls returned. and I was like I'm on a schedule here guys you know so it was it was stressful and um yeah it was it was definitely like wow we just went through all this and we ended up with a hoop what you know um but again like in hindsight it's the exact it was exact right thing for that number you know, I can't imagine that number having those big spirals, it wouldn't have been powerful enough because those things can't move quickly. You know, like it just it's really yeah. interesting how I'm learning and I've learned through this process that's been tumultuous in some ways, um, and super exciting in other ways, that uh, to trust the process because it always ended up being the right thing in the end, regardless I've, of how many hours I spent researching bending metal. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It, it, you know, like the performance is the performance, but like, however many jobs try to hire an aerialist without having the coordinator, there's a million questions in between.
1: Well, I think what it is, is a like an education process, you know, and, and like you said, yeah, it's really important to have somebody be in that role strictly for safety, first and foremost, you know, and and to be the in between between the aerialists and and whoever's trying to fly them or whatever the client wants to have happen. You know, there's, there's, it's, I was really shocked by how, how many details and how much needed to happen for this job. I had no idea it was going to be this complicated, but, um, you know, I was like, when I first, when Barry first uh, said, okay you're doing this and i was like oh my god i'm like how am i going to you know i was all nervous about the choreography and then i was like oh my god like for the first month of this like the choreography was the last thing in my mind cuz there was so much to do before that even started that creative right. process right
0: right it's like the
1: last 25% i know it's great and you th- you know not it's not always what you think it's going to be right like um but it's it's I, I feel like i'm learning every day still it's amazing yeah
0: Yeah. And and uh, the reaction from well, okay, so the CMT Awards, it was just a wonderful presentation of Ariel in a mainstream on a mainstream platform, as has Pink in the past. Right. But she's like the only one famous for doing it. So like what what has been the feedback since then? Like, I'm sure it's a lot to kind of absorb.
1: It is. It's it's bizarre because in some ways I'm like, yeah, this is totally normal. And then I take a second and I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's crazy. Like it's really blown up. Um, that particular number with Carrie flying, you know, and by the way, that is the first time she's ever been in the air. Wow. A total of, I would say like, Two lessons together. She worked on her own. Then we had a rehearsal on stage. Like you know, and it, it—it's it, 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 insane what she was able to accomplish while singing and spinning and being up high for her first performance. Like it's—it's it's crazy talk. Um,
0: because it's so disorienting.
1: It's a testament You're, to. Well, you yeah. know, people get sick spinning all the time, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's just a testament to, like you know, just the, the work ethic, the the second we got done with our first lesson, they were flying back to Nashville and she said, I need, I need something put up in my, (laughs) I need a hammock put up in my, in my gym so I can practice. Like the second she was done, you know, she's like, I need to practice. I need to practice. Um, which is so cool. But, um, the reaction to this has been outstanding. Like everyone loves it. And of course people are, you know, here and there comparing it to pink. Right. Um, Right. You know, um, You know, we really tried to do something different and ethereal and, you know, like a different like artistic vision than just somebody being in the air, you know, like just to to make it to make it different. You know, knowing that being on a hammock, you know, of course, a a lot of things have been done before, but we really tried to to create something, a different picture. And I think we
0: accomplished that. Um. What I loved is that you could read it like the movement is, re- is you could read the movement from from the audience perspective, because, for example, um, the performance that Taylor Swift did with all the umbrellas and the guys in suits. Right. Now, also epic. So right. epic, like so much happening.
1: Amazing. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. So much happening. But you couldn't really see what was happening because there was so much happening. I guess and a
1: lot of that has to do with um, the camera shots and yeah, who's using okay. that. Um, you know, again, Barry is very hands on with all of this stuff, like everything filters through him. So even though I was choreographing, you know, there's a lot of. Um, God, I, I'm, I'm losing the word right now, but working together, collaboration, collaboration, Co- collaboration, a lot of collaboration together. And then when it comes time for the for the camera shots, um, you know, the CMT crew came in and um, we had a whole rehearsal where they were choosing the different shots. Barry was right. You know, he's always there. He's always there and he's watching the shots. And he you know, he had a lot of input as to which shots were ultimately chosen and edited and and put in because it it, it is telling a story and it is important to have to be able to see what's happening and what the intention of the piece was and I think that sometimes you know you'll see a performance on, on a television show and you'll be like well what that's it like what or what was that you know and it's just often because of the editing you know, it just wasn't edited. Barry was a dancer and a choreographer and a director and like he gets the movement. Right. So, um, and he did that even way back with the CMT awards, the shots he chose for that were stunning. And so it, it really highlights the artist, but it also gives you a feel for what the whole piece is. And, um, you know, it it's, it's, it's just such, um, a talent and a skill, um, to be able to put something like that together in a way. And like, by the way, the aerial in that piece was only a minute and a half long total. Really? (laughs) Yeah. The song's three minutes. And then the whole, the whole of the aerial was a minute and a half. Um, and I have to say, like, I probably worked more on that aerial piece than anything else I've ever worked on for a minute and a half.
0: Um, You mean switching out the choreography for this or that?
1: Choreography and also like ahead of time, which apparatus again? Which apparatus are we going to use? How are we going to create? How are we going to create a flowy feel? You know, we (laughs) initially it was like we were looking at a sphere, a huge sphere. Like we had all these different apparatuses, um, you know, ideas for it, and then it was like, okay, are we going to tie fabric? on the apparatuses. And I was like, geez, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be that safe. How can we do it? So I spent a whole day, you know, um, and, and, and Tanya was like filming me too, you know, at, at the space on a bunch of different apparatuses with fabric hanging down from the apparatuses, like to create this feeling was like, no, that's not really working. And then it was like, Oh, well, what about making the costume, the flowy part, not the apparatus, you know? Um, and then we were on another apparatus and then they decided on hammocks. Like it just, it just kept switching. So it was like a lot of, um, workshopping, different ideas. So how many,
0: how many iterations did you go through for that number? You mean how many versions? Are yeah. Oh my dude. I can't even count. I can't
1: even count so many. And you know, like so many different versions. And then like, how are we going <laughs> to like, Oh, uh, we're going to have the aerials go up, and then we want the aerialist to go down while Carrie's going up to to counter that to make it look more impressive. And then it's like, oh, well, that's not really working, you know. So then I would choreograph it and make it like perfect to submit it, and then it's like, oh, that's not really going to work. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to try a different version now. Or you know, at one point I had finished um, a whole a whole version with everyone's choreography, including what I was giving Carrie to do. And I was like, so in love with this version, like what, what, you know, what I created with it in this one and a half minutes, um, you know, the pictures and this, and then it was like, Oh, you know what? I I think it's going to be stronger. You know, I got feedback. It's going to be stronger if everyone's doing the same thing at the very end. So they're one unit, you know, same thing as, you know, same choreography as Carrie. And then it was like, Oh my God, like I have to choose what to take out now. And I've, what I've learned in this process and it's, it's really new to me is to not get attached to what I've created. Um, because it is a collaboration, um, I have to be open. And the funny thing is, is I get, you know, I'd get really attached and like almost upset, like, Oh God, I really liked this version and I worked so hard and, you know, but then <laughs> what always happens, always happens. And particularly with Barry is that the final result ended up better than anything I would have done in any of the previous versions, you know, like it's, it, it, it's, um, it's been a really cool process to watch. And it's been really interesting learning situation for me because often I will trust the first thing that comes out of my body with the music because that's where my creativity comes from. Um, and it's kind of taught me what, like, wow, that could be the first thing that comes out of my body and, and I really like it, but is there something that's better Could I go a little deeper? Could I go a little further? You know, and yes, this, the choreography was very simple for the CMTs, but it was also really effective, you know? And I think that's what, what I'm learning throughout this is to like, like I said before, is to trust the process and, and, and particularly my relationship with Barry. Um, He's like a master. I feel like he's like Yoda and I'm a Padawan. You know, (laughs) I'm like
0: (laughs) well. And when I said it was readable and simple, I I should have that is the word I was searching for. It was effective because I just see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, right? And then it doesn't get a point across, and there's no there's no memorable feeling that you end up with necessarily, right?
1: Right. Once we decided, okay, it's going to be a costume. It's we're gonna the costume is going to be the flowy part. I was like, okay, can we, can I get a costume, you know, or like a mock-up of a costume so I can figure out what we can do on this hammock and not get caught with this fabric, you know, cause that's a whole nother thing. Like I had all these ideas that I wanted to put in and then I'm like, wait a minute, there's this big piece of fabric hanging back there, you know, like, um, yeah. and I, you know, the, the Carrie's costume um, designer is brilliant too but also like there were so many projects going on the, the the workload of that team is, is insane. Like they work so hard, but I couldn't get a costume. Um, we didn't have a costume until we were in Vegas doing a rehearsal. Um, oh, wow. Okay. You know, so I, you know, my, my husband works in fabric, so he's getting me all these pieces of fabric and he got me this, you know, and I'm like safety penny and stuff to the back of my, you know, pants. Um, and trying to figure out choreography and what it could look like and how the fabric would flow and all that, like not knowing what the costume was actually ultimately going to be. So that was a whole, a whole process too. Is this really funny because like you just, you would never know watching, like you said, it's effective, but it is very simple. What happened in that number is very simple, but the amount of, of work and effort and time on everyone's part, not just mine, you know, um, is extraordinary. It, it just gives you a whole new respect for, for every number, you know, that you just never know what, what people are doing to make that happen. Um, and you know, we had, we had versions where they start, you know, the, the aerialists didn't start in the air, you know, they started in the air, they sat up there for the first minute and a half of the song and they got lowered in, which is beautiful. We also had versions where they were start laying on the floor, you know, like, and you have to create all these different versions, put it together, film it to see how it's going to look, you know, before, before you get there to teach them on their dark days in between their other shows, you know, like it, it's, it's, Yeah, the aerialists work so hard, the crew had to work so hard. They had to renovate that entire stage, um, you know, in between show days for a re- re- reflection to this whole different look with a, a different motor being hung. And like, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy how many people it takes to make something so beautiful
0: but simple happen, you know, seemingly simple. Like, this is expensive. This is an expensive process. Yes. And when people want to, this amazing, glorious flying element and they have no budget for it and don't understand why they would need that. That's so frustrating.
1: Again. Yeah. I think, um, more than anything, it's a slow education, like, because they just, they don't know. It looks simple. Oh, they just come down from the sky and do this. Right. Like, um, but behind that, you know, if it's done correctly and in a safe way, there's a lot that has to go into it. You know, there's all kinds of people working back there to make it safe and happen. And it is expensive. It's really expensive. Um, you know, there's five motors for that number, you know, high speed winches, you know, a brand new one had to be put in to make that happen. Actually, they had to deconstruct another prop from reflections in order to make this one happen. You know, it's, it's, um, And thank goodness, you know, the, the, the companies that Carrie's team have chosen to work with are so high end and professional and safe, you know, and they have any times the aerialist or Carrie or anybody was in, were in the air or even on stage, they had a whole safety team there to ensure that they were going to be safe, you know, and that's the way it should be. But people don't know that, you know, it's not just, Oh, let's just hang this motor somewhere. (laughs) It's going to be fine. Um, But you know, with, with the other, you know, people you're talking about, um, I think it really is our responsibility to educate them about it. You know, people are putting their lives on the line every time they go in the air. Um, and like you said, the, 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 the role of aerial coordinator becomes extremely important in those moments.
0: I have a hard time answering this question. So I'm wondering if I ask you this question, if you'll have a great answer for challenge Uh, people out there is that imagine you're listening to this and you're a young person and you are, you love Ariel. How do you get from there to here? It's a very hard question. I have a trouble answering this one myself. Um, I think
1: the most important thing you can do is have patience and understand that it's a process. It's not something that maybe for some people it happens overnight, but, um, it's like I said earlier, it's the the tenacity and the willingness to continue working and working and working, um, and getting more experience doing any opportunity, you know, any performance opportunity you have, you take it. You know, I started working in, in clubs doing atmosphere. You know, I, I started, I, I took every opportunity. I personally, I can only speak for myself. So any opportunity I had to perform or do the next step in my aerial work, maybe a a show that was a little higher, you know, maybe something that was a different apparatus, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, always being safe and mindful, but, and, and knowing that it's a process, you, you, you have to continually work and, and be patient with what opportunities will come to you. You know, um, I wasn't, I I don't know. It's so different now, Carrie, because like there's this whole social media thing. Right. Um, Which I didn't have when I was starting out. I think Sarah was the first one in our group that did social media that did like Instagram, you know, it had all, all the, like got that big following and all that stuff. And I know that sometimes that's used for casting and whatnot, but for me, it's a pretty small community, the aerial world. Right. And so one of the, one of the best things that I learned as a dancer, because I was a dancer in the industry before I became an aerialist was one of the, like the lead dancers on a job i was was doing said the best model you can have is happy to be here easy to work with you know you show up fully you're 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 positive you're a pleasure to work with you're on time you prove yourself over the years that hey I'm professional hey I know what I'm doing hey I'm training hey it's not just an Instagram photo of me doing something cool I can actually transition in and out like working on your craft you know like it goes back to doing what you love and 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 honing your craft and your art and then allowing the opportunities to come to you rather than trying to force it. You know, I, I, I have had people come to me and say, Oh, I want to, I want to learn how to do this so I can perform, you know? And there it's kind of like a jump from like, I don't know what I'm doing to like, I want to be this performer and I want to have all this thing. And it's like, Whoa, like it's a, it's an art and it's a craft and it takes a long time, you know, for that to, like you said earlier, you know, even transferring to different apparatuses and whatnot. Um, I think it's, it's almost, for lack of a better word, sometimes it feels like people want to like um, fast forward or almost cheat the process and not put the time into it. You know, I I think, I think putting the time into your craft is the best thing that you can do because people can feel that people can feel if you're, if you're for real and you're, you're doing this from a deep place, you know, um, it's, I hope that makes sense because for me, that's, that's, where it's always lived, you know, like if, if you aren't doing this because it's something you love and first and foremost is feeding your soul and you can share that with people, then it's kind of backwards to me, you know, it, it, it's, um, it doesn't have the the depth and people can feel depth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? It's
0: kind of a, an abstract answer, I, I guess. Um, but it, it's no, it makes sense. And yeah. I also feel like also when it comes to like, I, you and I teach a lot, right? We always have, um, you and I particularly, some of our other friends choose not to teach a lot, right, but right. we always have. And I cannot tell you the amount of talented individuals that I have taught who just, didn't stick with it longer than a couple years. Right. Yeah. And not to say that they should have, there are many things to do in this world. And if you want to spend your time doing something else, you should absolutely do that. But it takes, I don't know. What did they say? 10,000 hours or whatever to actually,
1: to master something. Yeah. Yeah. And, every it's art ultimately it's art you know so uh, mastering something and mastering what is you you know like you can you can look on instagram and see people doing really good at all kinds of different aerial things you know um but what is your what's you like what's your expression going to be you know for me I live in musicality I love musicality more than anything because it's from my dance background, right? So, like, I think that that's one of the strengths I bring to things is that I want it to be musical. I want it to feel like dance in the air, even though it's you know it, it's 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 aerials and it, there's tricks and there's this, but it's 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 finding what is unique and special to you that you can bring that will set you set you apart in one you know one way because it's you. Like going back to what we said to you know when I was talking to Johanna, like there's so much room for everybody because everyone's so unique you know there's 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 room for everybody to bring bring what's unique to them to the table and then be recognized for that eventually um, like i've like I said I've wanted to you know and I'd say the same thing to some like I've wanted to be in the position I'm in right now solidly for over 10 years, I've been working towards this and it's like, Oh my gosh, like, is this like, where, where's my groove going to be? Am I ever going to step to the other side? You know? Um, and I think like you said earlier, it's timing too. It's, it's timing and and it does happen at the right time. And so if you can prepare yourself and be diligent in your own art and what you're putting into it, you'll be ready when the time comes, you know? Um, and, and, and cultivating the relationships too.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of like transferable advice across the board. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Oh, for sure. I for sure feel like that for all those young people listening or if you're trying to change your career, like it just is that time and you have to commit to that thing and then let everything else kind of come um, out. at least fun. that is with art. Yeah. Uh
1: for sure. I mean it's not the same as like okay you want to be, you know, this kind of a doctor. There's a path for that. You go to this school, you go, you know, you do undergrad, you do your <laughs> you do your your medical you know, degree, you do your internship or, you know, all whatever you need to do with those steps. Like it's not as straightforward for any art. You know, but what I do know is that the longevity like staying with it and, and cultivating your art and always challenging yourself to grow a little bit more, um, is, is for me, what has, what has helped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it is, it's not, you can't say, and I think that's why that's a hard question to ask because there isn't one path in art, you know, it, like I said, it's not, it's not as straightforward
0: as some of the other careers. Um, no, for, for sure. Um, Okay, this bean is losing her her mind. Uh, Usually, she gives me about fifty six (laughs) minutes, and then totally, totally melting. Brenda. Anyway, I just want to say again how proud I am of you, and and like very excited for you. I feel like it just makes me so excited when something like this performance comes out because I just feel like there's more to come. Like. More artists are going to want Ariel. Like our aerial world is alive and well, you know?
1: Right. And and, and it's especially um, encouraging after this whole pandemic, Yeah, whole, you know, because yeah. Ariel yeah. is going to be probably one of the last things they would have brought back because it's expensive. Like you said, you know, um, it's like the icing on the cake for a lot of things. Um, so it is exciting. And, and thank you. Thank you for bringing me on and thank you for being so supportive um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really cool. And it, 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 um, it gives me such faith in, in all of us, you know, in, in the support that we have in this community.
0: Um, yeah. Like my students, like all sent me this clip, like oh, really? one of the reels. And they're like, do you know who choreographed? It? I was like, I do. I do. I do, <laughs> <knew>. <laughs> I do. I do. So they think I know everybody, but it just happens to be that it was well, you. a small world right like <laughs> yeah, yeah, at yeah. this at
1: this point you know um But um again thank you for bringing me on and and
0: everything and We really appreciate you know all your kind words Thank you so much, Brenda, for being here and sharing your story. I really appreciate you taking out the time and congratulate you again for such an amazing, amazing job on both the residency and the CMTs. So again, if you go to the show notes, you'll find a link there to sign up for the three part video series, Errol Rehab, and tons of my other free resources on my website, and, uh, if you would honor me with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcast, it really, really, really helps. I appreciate you guys if you've done that already. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. I will talk to you guys next time. This is the Expecting Your rest.